You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Giants fans. I'm Ed Valentine, and you are listening to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk first about Eli Manning and the New York Giants quarterback situation, and then we will turn our attention to Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. Did an interview earlier this week with Lester Wiltfong of SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron, and we'll play that for you to preview uh, Sunday's game at MetLife Stadium. First, let's get into the Eli Manning topic. What what we need to talk about, uh, obviously, is the future of the quarterback position for the New York Giants. Ralph Vacchiano of SNY reported last night early on or early Thursday morning that the Giants have absolutely not made a decision when it comes to whether Manning will be back as the team's quarterback in 2019. This obviously goes hand in hand with something that I've been saying at Big Blue View for weeks now. Eli Manning has a contract for 2019. If the Giants are able to show some improvement in the second half of the season, if they believe they're in a positive path or a positive direction on offense, I do believe, as I have for weeks now, that there is a path for Manning to continue to be their quarterback in 2019, at least at the beginning of the season. I've said this many times. He does have a contract for next year. If he wants to play, it's a distinct possibility that he'll be playing in New York for the Giants. When you look at, first of all, let's look at the numbers on offense. I broke this down into the first four games of the season and then the final seven games of the season so far because the fifth game of the year against Carolina was the first time that the Giants since 2015 had crossed the 30-point barrier. So we look looking at those first four games, the Giants averaged 18.25 points per game and 314 yards of offense. 
In their last seven games, they've averaged 23.4 points and 372.4 yards of offense. So when Pat Shermer says on Wednesday, and I'm paraphrasing, he said that they're they're getting to the formula that they need to uh, to win games and to play better offense. The Giants can, if this continues, if this upward path on offense continues, they can make the argument that they are getting better on offense, that they are finding their way, that that they can still do good things with Eli Manning at quarterback. Now, I know that that doesn't make you know everyone in the fan base happy. And you can also make this argument going into 2019. Whether the Giants believe Kyle Lawletta could be their quarterback, whether they need to go out in the draft and get a quarterback, I don't know what they'll do. We don't know what their draft position is going to be. You know, maybe they look to uh, to free agency. You know, maybe they look for a trade for a backup. You know, on a roster who they believe has some upside. We just don't know. You know, but I can't see the Giants entering 2019 with Saquon Barkley in his second year, with Odell Beckham on that big contract. You know, with with Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman in their second year of trying to reconstruct this roster. I can't see a week one starter for the New York Giants in 2019 being a rookie. So I continue to believe that Vacchiano's report is absolutely correct, that Eli could be the quarterback next season, that there continues to be a path to make that happen. You will have to find out over the next few games what happens. I know that people want to see Kyle Lawletta. You know, personally, I would like to see him too. You know, but there's a question here, and the question is really his readiness to play. I think that what we have to remember is that Kyle Loletta is a fourth-round pick. He's not one of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round. There's a reason why he slipped to round number four. He doesn't have the physical skill set of some of those guys taken before him. He's a fourth-round pick out of an FCS school and played for Richmond, has a lot to learn, has a lot to adjust to about the NFL game. The Giants see him in practice every single day. They know whether he's ready or not. They have an idea of what he knows, what he sees, what he'll be able to do. You want to be fair to him if and when you put him out there. You want to make sure that he has an opportunity to succeed, that he understands what he's looking at, that he can run the offense, that he can make the checks, that he can do the things necessary you know, to, to at least have an opportunity to succeed. You also want to be fair to the other 10 guys on the field. You want to make sure that your quarterback you know, knows what he's doing, knows what he sees, has an opportunity to make the offense succeed. We all want to see Kyle Loletta play, but I do think that part of the thing that we all need to remember is that if he doesn't play, the Giants are telling us something about their judgment of his readiness to play. If they believe he's ready to play, 
if they're in a situation over these final couple of games where they can get him in games, then they'll do that. And I think we all hope that they do. Just the fact that they would get him in some games, I think, would be a positive sign about how they feel about his potential for the future. So we'll keep an eye on that. But I just wanted to discuss the fact that that uh, you know, despite the uh, the angst of many in the fan base, it is possible there is a realistic path for Eli Manning to be this team's quarterback in 2019. You know, whether or not that makes you know many in the fan base happy, it, it could well be something that that people just have to come to terms with. Let's switch gears right now and play for you an interview that I did with Lester Wiltfong of Windy City Gridiron to preview Sunday's Giants-Bears game. Okay, Giants fans, we are joined now by Lester Wiltfong of Windy City Gridiron here to uh, help us break down Sunday's Giants versus Chicago Bears game. Lester, uh, thank you very much for uh, taking a few minutes to join me today. Sure, no problem, Matt. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I think, uh, I to be honest with you, though, I think uh, these days you're probably a little better than I am. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's, it's been a while, but it's it's exciting to be a Bears fan right now. Uh, yes, I, I, I can imagine that it would be. I think you guys are coming off of... Uh, four consecutive losing seasons i think it's been what 2010 since the bears have made the playoffs yeah 2010 since the playoffs 2012 since their last time they had a winning record so it's been a while so it's good so i have to ask you you know i think you guys were three and three at one point you've won five straight you know heading into sunday's game with the giants earlier this season did you see this coming um, that's a good question. You know, I, I had a feeling the Bears were going to be better this year. You know, I actually picked them to be ten and six in the preseason. That's that's when they, when they made the trade for Khalil Mack. You know, I figured that he would be good enough to get them up to ten wins. Um, but they're just playing really good right now. I mean, they have they may have the best defense in football, which is I, I expected them to be better. I didn't expect them to be this good. And then the offense, you know, it's had some hiccups here and there, but you know, it's 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 showed flashes. So you know, there are enough playmakers on offense, enough playmakers on defense where. When people are talking about this team as a legit contender for the Super Bowl, I actually believe it. Tell me, you know, you you mentioned Khalil Mack, and and, and obviously I had to get there at some point. And it, it's really obvious how how wonderful of a player he is, you know, and what he brings on the field. But just tell me, you know, as a Bears fan, as a person who follows the Bears, just the move that the Bears made for Khalil yeah. Mack, what does that mean to the franchise? What did that mean to the fan base that this organization was willing to go out, you know, and and put their chips in the middle of the table and make that move? Well, you know, the Bears brought in GM Ryan Pace four off seasons ago and and you know, he talked about it was to be a process for the rebuild. I mean, they, they didn't use the word rebuild, but you know, everyone knew it was a rebuild because they're coming off the, a really horrible era with, with Mark Trestman and Phil Emery. So, you know, as fans, we knew it was going to take a while. Uh, they hired John Fox. I never thought he was going to be the guy. I figured he was just going to be a, an A to B coach, and then they would give it to him at some point and then have the guy come in with, when everything's in place. And, you know, by Ryan Pace going out and getting Khalil Mack, 
you know, that sends a message to the organization and the fan base that he feels his team is ready to win now. You know, this offseason was big for them as far as as far as a really good, another really good draft. Uh, but they went in free agency and they signed difference makers. They signed uh, a bunch of guys on offense, Taylor Gabriel, Alan, Alan Robinson, Trey Burton, you know, guys that were going to actually be on this team for a few years that ca- could actually uh, pay dividends immediately. Um, his last few free agent classes have kind of been this, this just stopgap guys because he knew it's a rebuild. The rebuild's still on. He's not going to take a bunch of money and, and, and throw it away. He waited until he felt his team was ready. He spent the money. He made the big trade. And now the Bears are, are paying off at 8-3. and three. So tell me, you know, both the Giants and the Bears have first-year head coaches. And obviously the Bears are 8-3. and three. Things are looking up. You know, everything's uh, coming up roses at this point. The Giants are 3-8, and eight, you know, with, with Pat Shermer. Tell me a little bit about Matt Nagy and, and you know, what it is that, that at this point is, is making him successful with Chicago. You know, obviously he's a, he's a really good offensive mind, but he brought an attitude, and, and the entire culture of the, of the locker room has changed this year. They're having a lot of fun, you know, fun on the field and off the field. You know, just one of those things where he was just the right coach at the right time for this franchise. You know, they, they had the, the stuff on defense was in place with Vic Fangio. You know, this will be his, his, his fourth year on the team. You know, they kept him as a holdover from the John Fox era, which was brilliant in my in my opinion. You know, he, he his defense was 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 already pretty good. So, so they're making no sense to get rid of him. You know, him, 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 and, him, and, him and Coach Nagy meshed. Uh, he, he had him come, come on board his staff. And then with Matt Nagy, you know, just like I said, he, he's an offensive mind. Uh, he brings the, 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 the teachings from, the, uh, from the, 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 the reed tree over with him where it's a bunch of, bunch of minds in there on offense. So, so you look at his, his, his offensive coaching staff, you know, he has, he has West Coast guys. He has, he has uh, uh, guys that have spread background. He has guys that have stuff with uh, with the, the 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 uh, uh, Earnhardt Perkins system. So he has guys that on his coaching staff that has a whole bunch of different ideas, and he brings them all together, and then he calls the plays. Interesting. So I have to ask you about a couple of of guys on your roster, guys who are of interest to Giants fans. One is a guy that that we know really well, uh, you know, as a former Giant guy that. Uh, Guy that we like, guy that that played pretty well, you know, with the Giants for a while, was never a superstar. What uh, what is Prince Amukamara bringing to the Bears these days, and, and and what's the feeling about Prince in Chicago? I he, he's a fan favorite. I mean, he's a guy that helps stabilize the secondary. You know, he came in, uh, you know, his, uh, a year ago, and, and he played really good football. You know, he did have the interceptions, which is something that he never really had had in his career. Uh, but he, 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 he's really physical back there. He's, he plays good press man coverage, which is which, what, what he does on his side of the field. So he gives the Bears options. You know, he's, he's, he's going to get burned every now and again um, just because he plays so aggressively. But it's just an attitude. Again, you know, this whole defense has – that has an attitude they're very aggressive you know they're, they're very physical and Prince Mukmar fits that, that that mold the other guy that I have to ask you about is a guy who uh you know a couple of years ago I think uh around these parts anyway it seemed to be pretty common knowledge and apparently the Bears knew this too that uh that the primary target you know for the Giants in in the draft a couple of years ago was Leonard Floyd yeah and you know the Bears jumped up ahead of the Giants to make a move, and then and then I think it was Tennessee jumped up in front of the Giants to make a move for the Giants' second target. 
when you look back at you know at, at that deal, you know, is Len, what is Leonard Floyd you know bringing to the Bears these days? Was and was it really worth it for the Bears to make the move that they made to go get him? Uh, you know, he's not a superstar. You know, he, he's, he may never be a superstar, um, but what he is is a very good football player. Um, you know, he, the Bears obviously got him to, 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 to get up to the quarterback, and uh, this year he's only got one sack. Um, I think his, his, his most he's ever had in his career, I think, is seven because he had some injuries the first couple years. Uh, but he's been healthy all season long, and, and the Bears use him in a lot of different ways. He drops back in coverage quite a bit. Uh, he does he does stuff man to man against against uh, uh, the the slot. So he's a guy that the Bears can play games with, and he kind of can can do some some uh, 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 zone blitz type type stuff with him as well. Because if he's on the line, he, he's not always coming. He's always dropping. Uh, not, he's always you know, he's gonna drop on occasion as well. Uh, but but this year, while the sack numbers aren't there, he has been really good against the run. He, he's great at setting the edge. You know he has 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 the plays uh, 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 strung out on his side of the field. A lot of stuff early in the year where, where the, the sacks were being made by Mack and, and Akeem Hicks, you know, he was doing the container on his side. So he was doing his job. He's just not getting the big sack numbers. But the way this defense works, you know, that, that's that's working for him and working for the Bears. So let's turn to uh, let's turn to something on the offensive side of the ball. And obviously, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is the quarterback situation. Um, let's talk. So let's talk about Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So from year one to year two, I, I guess there's a, I guess there's, there's two parts to the question. What do you see from Trubisky? Do you think he's really going to be, you know, a 10 or 12 year franchise guy for the bears? And, and the second part of that question is, do you expect him to play on Sunday against the giants? Um, you know, I think he's a guy that the best from him is yet to come. You know, I did not think he was going to be as, as good of an athlete as he is. I mean, he, he was he was pretty good at the combine, you know, but I think, you know, b- before he got hurt, he I think he was second in, in the league as far as rushing quarterbacks go. You know, the Bears have used him a lot on read options. You know, he does a lot of that stuff. He, he's done some actual just just straight up just just runs where he's he's. he's, he's he, 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 where he's running a sweet play, which is kind of weird to see in the NFL. But, you know, the Bears trust him. They trust him as an athlete. And then as a passer, you know, he's had games this year where he's been phenomenal. Uh, he's had a few games where he's been a little erratic. Um, but that's to be expected from a young quarterback. You know, but, but where he has been from last year where he was just a, a little bit skittish in the pocket, uh, he wasn't quite sure what he was doing because he had that crazy offense with John Fox. Uh, to this year is night and day. And then if you, even if you look at what he did in the, in the first week of this year against the Packers, you know, he had, he had a bunch of he, – he, he was, again, real skittish in the pocket. Uh, he, would, he would run instead of, in, 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 instead of staying in there to make the throw. And then you look what he did. His last game out, you know, was against the, uh, the Lions a couple, week, couple weeks ago. Or I'm – a couple weeks ago. And he just was – you know, he commanded his offense. You know, he, he was out there. He, he was calling plays at the line. He was, he, was, he was audibling. You know, he started to get a good grasp of what the head coach wants him to do. Um, again, it's a work in progress. It's taken him a little time. You know, the best again is yet to come. But you know, I think he will come back this week. You know, they, there was some talk about the shoulder. Um, if the game was Sunday, he would have played. But again, it's his throwing shoulder, so we'll have to wait and see what happens when he goes to practice tomorrow. Interesting. I mean, the Giants could, uh, you know, the, the Giants could use it could use a break. So you know, if if Trubisky <laughs> wants to take the week off, if 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 Khalil Mack wants to take the week off, that's that's fine with us. Yeah, well, if anything, it'll, it'll be Trubisky. You know, the rest of the Bears are pretty healthy. 
you know, after the, I think the last three years under John Fox, you know, the Bears lost the most, you know, playing time to injury in the entire NFL. This year, I think they're probably the least. You know, they've been really fortunate in that area. They lost Mac for a couple of games. They lost Roberts for a couple of games. But other than that, and then, and then with, with the quarterback recently, they've been pretty healthy. So I think if you don't get Trubisky, you're going to see a, a solid veteran quarterback in Chase Daniel. Uh, but I think the Bears really would like to have the, the, the starter out there. So you said earlier, Lester, you said earlier that you think the Bears might be the best defense in the NFL. You look at the Giants, you know, they have Eli Manning at quarterback, and I think we know what Eli is at this point in his career. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's probably going to be in one place, and, and if you pressure him, it's just not going to go well for the Giants. But you look, yeah. at the, you, you look at the weapons that the Giants have versus Chicago's defense. Is there really anything you look at, you know, that might be an advantage for the Giants or anything you look at that that really concerns you about the Giants heading into Sunday's matchup? I think it's uh, Saquon Barkley in the passing game. I mean, he's, he's a really good running back, um, but what he can do out of the backfield as a receiver is, is, is obviously a problem for most teams. He's just really good, you know, doing that when you watch his film. You know, he was awesome in college. He's been awesome in, with the Giants so far. And, and the Bears have had a little problem, you know, with, with some of those really quick backs like that coming out of the backfield. Um, we saw the Patriots beat him with James White a, a few weeks ago. Um, the, the Lions tried doing a little bit, but, you know, they just kind of, you know, they didn't stay with it. Uh, but, if again, you mentioned Eli Manning. He has a statue back there. If the Bears can get to the quarterback, this should be a, a good win by the Bears. But if they're able to get those those quick little, little, little uh, swings and, and screens to Barkley, you know, it could be a problem. Oh, you know, you're 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 begging for another checkdown game from Eli, and I'm just not <laughs> sure Giants fans want to see that. <laughs> you know, I, I think in this situation with the, with the, the the pass rush as good as it is for the Bears, you know, that may be the best option for them. Um, I mean, they, they obviously have Beckham as well, who's a really good receiver, uh, probably one of the best in the game today. Um, I'm just not sure if the Bears are going to uh, uh, allow them to have enough time to get the ball downfield. You know, maybe some stuff checkdowns, some some quick stuff underneath. Uh, and maybe the best way to go. But again, if, if, if the Bears defense is on, it's going to be a real long day for Eli Manning. Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll hope for the best, Lester. And uh, <laughs> hey, you know, we uh, we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully things will go well. Hopefully nobody gets hurt on Sunday. Yes, so en yes. en enjoy the game. And uh, and thank you very much for, for coming on with us for a few minutes. No problem at any time. Have a good one. All right, Giants fans, that wraps up our show for today. Please remember to uh, tune in again tomorrow when Dan Pizzuta and Chris Flum put together their weekly 2019 NFL Draft show. Also, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Also, check out BigBlueView.com. Check us out on Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Check out our Facebook page. Interact with me on Twitter at BigBlueView or at Valentine underscore Ed. All right, we thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. 
like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.